This is Southern Hostility. I'm Steven. And I'm Nicholas. Welcome back. It's been a bit. Uh, longest hiatus since we started the podcast. How you doing, Nick? Not too bad. Been surviving, chugging along. How about you, Steven? Been doing pretty good. It's been, uh, it was an interesting first weekend without football. You know, I mean, I kind of took a weekend away from sports for a bit. You know, yeah. it was... It was my wife's birthday, so we went out and uh, got some drinks, had some fun, and it was a good time over the weekend. And it was just kind of interesting to be away from football for like the first time since like August. Yeah, there was no football this weekend whatsoever. Not any semblance <laughs> of football. Uh, nothing. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I mean, unless you consider the Pro Bowl football. That's no. No. Exactly. Yeah. Not. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but that's not that's not football. That's just some some football culture celebration. Yeah, a bunch it, of guys <laughs> that get together and it, talk about football. You know, I mean, they've tried to revamp it. I mean, it was kind of cool when it was in Hawaii when we were growing up. You know, yeah, that's that kind of cool. Now they moved it to like Orlando, I think. I think it was in Vegas the other year. It's just it's not interesting. I mean, it never is. I mean, no one really actually plays. It's just not fun. Um, so I don't think anyone watches it. I know I did not watch. Um, not sure what the storylines are. So yeah, it's just I consider it the first weekend without football, and it's just kind of a precursor of what's to come after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't really know why the NFL has this thing going still. Obviously, nobody cares about it. The only reason that I cared about it when I was a kid was everyone was in Hawaii. Like that was the thing. Like players got a trip to Hawaii basically, and now it's to like friggin' Orlando. I mean, what, Mike Evans, like, just driving down the highway. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess if you lived in California or on the West Coast, it'd be kind of cool to go to Orlando, but for us, you know, especially being on the East Coast and, or, you know, if you're in the Central Times, it's really not that far to get to Orlando. Well, so, yeah, and there's two teams in Florida. I know. Like, it, it, like what is it? What is that about, you know? It's just... It was, it was a cool thing to see, like, you know, the players get off the plane in Hawaii and then they get the lay on them and then they're wearing the Hawaiian shirts. And it was like a novelty thing, you know, and like we all just hung out in Hawaii and and had fun with football. But now it just seems kind of forced to me anyways. I also liked when it was after the Super Bowl, because a lot of times yeah. the best players are playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like Patrick Mahomes is playing in the Super Bowl. You won't get to see him. Brock Purdy will be playing. Like, you don't get to see these guys. Like, Christian McCaffrey. Like, these guys you want to see in the Pro Bowl, they're not there because they're in the Super Bowl. I mean, I know when they would win or they would opt out anyway. A lot of them, a lot of them would. But, I mean, maybe, like, you push it, you know, two weeks after the Super Bowl. Let them get those celebrations in, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I always consider, though, the time after... Football, like after the Super Bowl, you know, kind of like till eight uh, to like April, that like period in time, like February, like the later part of February, March, and then most of April, I consider like I'm probably watch the most soccer, I'd say. I think that's what I watch the most of. You know, I got some hockey in the background, maybe some NBA. And then as the playoffs kind of rev up, you know, I mean, I feel like this is now the best time for anyone who li who watches soccer. This is kind of with football being over, this is you get some quality soccer, especially at the end of the year, you get some teams that are getting relegated. And then some teams that are fighting for like Champions League. So it's kind of fun at this point, you know, to wake up on, you know, Saturday or Sunday mornings, you know, throw on the Premier League or Serie A, what, what you like. And that's, that's perfect yeah. time, you know? Yeah. And it just 
kind of brings around spring, really. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like, finally, there's hope around the corner. And it's not all just depression and the Falcons. <laughs> I mean, and then, and then baseball comes too, and then it's like the playoffs hit, and then baseball comes around, and it's always, you know, opening day is always fun, and then people kind of forget about it until like the 4th of July, and then suddenly people care about baseball. And, yep. uh, you know, so it's fun. So, I mean, we're getting to that, you know, post football hangover and it just feels like it's darkness, but, um, you don't have to be in darkness though. You can follow us on X at SO hostility. We got a bunch of fun things going. Um, we have right now, we got the coach cannoli, um, to, uh, NCAA football, EA sports, NCAA football 12, um, we have Coach Cannoli. Uh, he just accepted a job. He's going to be the offensive coordinator for the Ohio Bobcats. So tune into that. Um, Post-Super Bowl will be um, on the weekends. I'll be dropping some you know, uh, game notes as he makes his way through the first season. So he'll start in the – so it's NCAA 12, uh, 2012, um, but it actually starts with the 2011 season. Go figure. Um, so we'll start with the 2011 um, NCAA football season. We'll do one year, and then we'll reassess if he either stays in Ohio or he goes somewhere else. So follow along. He is the offensive coordinator. Um, so that will drop after the Super Bowl. So like I said, go follow us at at uh, SO Hostility. That's once again at SO Hostility on X. Um, we also had some other things. We did a uh, poll to have people vote who should be my uh, other NCAA team. So that was fun. We did a poll. We got a bunch of people to vote. Um, at the end of it, it pretty much came down to Ohio State and Nebraska. Um, technically, on the online poll, Ohio State did finish ahead of Nebraska. However, we had to take away one vote because, Nick, you did vote. Yeah. So, And then we did do DM votes as well. So Nebraska and Ohio State were tied. So I decided to do a runoff vote between Ohio State and Nebraska, and no one voted for Ohio State in the runoff, which is kind of surprising because they were the most active on the online vote, and then they, no one showed up, just Nebraska did. So Nebraska has won, so they'll be added to my list. Uh, I keep saying I'm going to drop this list, and uh, I'm going to drop it after this episode. So it was going to drop last week. Uh, we had to push the episode a couple days forward, so we're recording on a Monday. Uh, it is Monday, February 5th, so we're recording now, so I'll drop it after the episode's released uh, of my list. Um, so yeah, so let's just, let's jump into it. Let's jump into the wine bowl. Yeah. So like I said, like I said on last episode, the winner of the AFC Championship game was going to be the team on the list, right? Wine bowl champions. I said, that's, you win the wine bowl. That's exactly what I said. I said, the winner, I'd buy the jersey. Um, I did buy if you if you follow us on X slash or formerly Twitter, I did buy the Chiefs jersey. Um, I am actually wearing it right now. I went and put it on. I am wearing the Chiefs jersey for this episode. Um, I said I was going to buy it, and uh, I did. Um, but what a boring game that was! What a snooze fest that was! Lord, I mean, um, I was, took a nap. Honestly, um, not going to lie, not what I expected. No, uh, these these were I expected a much higher scoring game. To be honest with you, I thought it was not going to be a defensive game at all, and that's all it was. Uh, both teams had two consecutive quarters where they scored zero points. That's ridiculous for a championship game. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it's it, I was just disappointed across the board uh, in this game because uh, one, I was rooting for the Ravens. 
I figured the Chiefs were probably going to win because this is the NFL and nothing's ever good. There's no good underdogs anymore. Uh, so the, I thought the Chiefs were going to win, and much to my surprise, they did. Um, but the Ravens' defense really gave themselves a chance to win the game there. Uh, the last two quarters, zero combined points for the Chiefs. Uh, put it right in Lamar Jackson's lap, and he did not really convert at all. He threw, it in, a, he he threw it in a double or triple coverage there, that horrible interception. Yep. Um, some of the highlight reels for the Ravens on offense was Lamar with himself. He had that one run and then he threw it to himself on that play. Um, yeah, I don't know where Lamar Jackson was. Um, I don't know where the Baltimore offense was. Um, and that second half was kind of a snooze fest. Um, and it looked like it, it looked like at half that Kansas city might pull away. And I was like, wow, this is an absolute masterclass by Mahomes and the chiefs. And then the, the Baltimore defense showed up. Yeah. yeah defense is legit. And um, I just don't know where the Ravens' uh, offense was. And that yeah. offensive coordinator for the Ravens probably, I mean, what kind of play calling was that? I mean, at the end of the day, that's on him. It's on, you know, I don't want to give Lamar too much hate here um, because a lot of it was on the play calling as well. I don't know why Jackson didn't run. I I don't get why he did not run. I mean, that's where he does best is he uses his legs. He's got to find space with his legs that opens the passing game up and he just didn't run. And then flowers, man. Wow. Some boneheaded decisions that fumble. I mean, then he, then he hits his hand. He cuts his hand. It just was, I don't know what that was. I, I don't think he had, I get, he had five receptions, 115 yards and a touchdown, but I honestly like he had the penalty, the taunting penalty. Then he has the fumble, and then he also on the sidelines had a scene. I mean, he had a yeah. he, he had a, a period of five minutes that was just horrific. Just well, and that and that just kind of highlights how the Baltimore receiving core was really light and not very deep at all. Um, what it goes Zay Flowers and then Nelson Aguilar. I mean, if Nelson Aguilar is your number two, maybe this off season you go out and get a better slot receiver or something like that. And then you got Odell Beckham Jr. just being loud. Where uh, was he? I mean, yeah, where, I mean, that, that's, that's the thing. It's like, he doesn't produce and he just like goes from team to team trying to get a ring. Uh, I mean, just retire at this point. Really? Seriously. He had that one big catch against Dallas where they lost. The giants yep. lost that game. Let's, let's just have everyone hear that. The giants lost the game. He had that catch. He had his claim to fame with that catch, and really since then, he's just been a loud voice who doesn't produce. And he went to Cleveland; it failed. Um, and then seriously, he's been just—he's trying to get his ring. He's been sitting on Baltimore, completely quiet. Um, you know, it just honestly—I mean, Baltimore was sitting there, and for a lot of football diehards around there, a lot of people want to see the Chiefs lose. They yeah. want to see. The Kansas City Chiefs lose. They, I mean, right now Mahomes is like kind of like the new Tom Brady. The new evil empire is brewing in Kansas City. They're the capital of the football world right now, and you know they people want to see him lose. And people, like you said, like yourself, you wanted Baltimore to win that game, and Odell kind of could have been the hero for once, and instead he just didn't show up. Um, I want to know why they didn't run the ball. The Ravens should have run the ball more, and they did not. I don't get it. I, I didn't get the play call. I didn't, you know, and then they, I think they ran for 16 
times. They ran just 16 times. They passed 37 times. Lamar Jackson had 37 attempts. And all rushing attempts, including Lamar Jackson's runs, which were eight of them. Mm -hmm. So the only time that they actually ran the ball was eight times out of the backfield. That's Out ridiculous. Outside Lamar Jackson, the next biggest rusher was Edwards with 20 yards on three carries. He averaged, Edwards averaged 6.7 yards a carry. Why didn't he, they run more? Like, what were they doing? I honestly, I don't get it. Um, man, and then the wide receivers, like we've been talking though, it's just pathetic. Outside flower, it's just pathetic. Yeah, Um, just not a good performance at all. And no. Hill's, Hill's coming out of the backfield, right? So really it's Nelson Aguilar, likely, I mean, Mark Andrews just got activated off IR for this game, right? I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he, I mean, I'll give him a pass. He had two receptions for 15 yards. Like, he just showed up at the last second, like, one of your group members in undergrad. Uh, and, I mean, that that's basically it. Like, no one else was there. Everyone had one catch. Uh, and that was it. it. Just not a good game for the Baltimore receiving core at all. I got to say, on the flip side of this, the Chiefs, Kelsey, man, they just can't stop him. Yeah. Like, no, 11 receptions, 116 yards. He averaged 10.5 yards uh, a reception. Averaged 10.5 yards. He had one touchdown. He couldn't be stopped. It's it just, the power of Taylor Swift behind him right oh now. Oh, my goodness. The power of Taylor Swift. That's something else, man. I mean, he had a – he's been – He's unstoppable. I mean, it just no one could stop him. And then he's like he's one of the best tight ends in the league right now, if not the best. And he's probably one of the best since Gronk, or I put him up in the conversation with Tony Gonzalez too. See, I, mean, I would say Kelsey is probably one of the top tight end receiving tight ends. And blocking's a different story, but receiving, he's fantastic. Um, he's a great, he's like another wide receiver out there. He's fantastic yeah. catching the ball. Blocking, mm, um, that's debatable, but that, receiving well, that's for what sure. made Gronk so great is that he could was do a both. fantastic blocker and he could go out and make those catches too. He could. Um, you know, another tight end that was, I mean, a lot of bias here, but a, another tight end that was great, very, very underrated was Jason Witten. He could catch when you needed him. He was money when you needed him, and then he was yep. he was a good blocker. He was a great tight end. Very anytime, underrated. Anytime that I would play Madden, and I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna be a quarterback for a team. I'd be like, like when when Jason Witten still was still around, I would say, you know what, I'm gonna go be a QB for the Cowboys. I'm gonna throw Jason Witten over the middle. He's gonna catch it every time for me. That's my safety blanket right there. You know how when I was a kid playing Madden, how many Super Bowls I won with Jason Witten. With Madden, oh, it was probably the Super Bowl MVP MVP for a few of them for you. Uh, I'm sure. Like like every single year. Like I gotta say, I mean, the first thing I would always do is I'd always trade Tony Romo. I'd trade him, and I either I'd draft someone like I'd make up the next best prospect in the draft. I'd draft him. I'd wait a year, draft him, or like I would trade Tony Romo, and then I would I'd run. I'd have uh oh my god, you had Demarco Murray for a while. You had uh, Marion Barber. I'd run the ball with them mm -hmm. like crazy, and then I'd always throw to Witten in the in the red zone. That was like and then he had, he had TO out wide. Oh yeah, it was some of those awesome Madden teams. Oh yeah. Fun. I brings back some really fond memories. And yeah. how many times it fictitiously the Cowboys were Super Bowl champs.
Um, gotta love it. That's the power of video games, man. Is like you know, really you is. can if you really want to, your team can win a championship. Um, just you know, you know, it just it's in your mind. It's all. I in your live mind. in a delusional world where the Falcons are never lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, but like I said, closing thoughts on this game, like just over and like before I give you my reaction, because I've been prepping this reaction. I know, I know. So um, like I'm, I'm going to give you the full out reaction, what I think of it. But as of the game itself, you know, it was you know Spagnola had a masterclass on defense. He did a fantastic yeah. job. I thought the offensive play calling was highly suspect for the Ravens. Defensive play calling was really good for the Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes once again just looks phenomenal. That one play where it was like a ballerina, like he was pretty much down, but he slipped out. I thought he was gonna freaking pull his knee. He like slips out, comes out, and still gets the ball away and avoids the sack. It's like in the second half, it was an amazing play. Um, Mahomes can do things that I just have not been able to see another quarterback do. Um, he seriously is a bad man. You know, if you want to, you want to quote some talking heads with the former Aaron Rodgers thing. Seriously, Patrick Mahomes is a bad man. This guy is what he can do. His mechanics is just his ability. It's just he's unbelievable. You know what? He runs around. What he reminds me of is Ooh. the greased up deaf guy from Family Guy. <laughs> you ever see that bit? Yes, I have. He's like you're never gonna catch me. He runs around like exactly like him. It's like <laughs> it's pretty much uncanny. You should bring up a clip. Go <laughs> go search it on YouTube. Greased up deaf guy, Family Guy. <laughs> oh my goodness. It does kind of run a little funny, I guess. <laughs> um, but man, though, he can play. It just no, yeah, for sure. Like his his passing is just he brings like a baseball like player like style into the game too. Yeah, it's like sometimes when I, I see him play it, like it's like he's playing the infield. Like yeah. the way he'll pass, sometimes I'm like, wow, it looks like he's you know he's playing third base and he's making the throw to first. Sometimes mm-hmm. it like just his mechanics are just so different and he's just he's a really good player he's phenomenal um and then like lamar jackson is you know on the other side you know great runner um just made some questionable decisions and he's great in the regular season um just did not have a good game uh Uh, i i want to say something that when this game was done a lot of people were comparing him to dak prescott and uh for that, I say shame on you mm-hmm. because uh, Lamar Jackson got to a championship game. Uh, Dak Prescott has not. Uh, just kind of throw a reality check out there for y'all. All right. So, um, <laughs> well, let me give you my reaction on this. Okay. So, my reaction is this. So, I had said, like I said, the champion of the wine bowl, I'll buy the jersey, I'll add them to the list of teams. Blah, blah, blah. That was the thing. After the game, very happy for the Chiefs. Congratulations. You made it back to another Super Bowl. You're building a dynasty. The fallout that has happened with the Ravens is just sad, though. Um, It's just, I mean, the next day, the talking heads were brutal on Baltimore. I mean, yeah, every Jim single Harbaugh's media. washed up. Mike McDonald's going to Seattle. Was he really the guy there? Can Baltimore ever win again? All the it, headlines you were seeing. It was just sad. I mean, like they were calling, like you said, Lamar Jackson's Dak Prescott. Well, Lamar Jackson has two MVPs, right? Yeah. He's a two-time MVP winner, okay? He struggled to stay healthy because he's running and he's taking a pounding at times. He's not Dak Prescott. 
Um, however, the Ravens have fallen short of expectations. And you're dangerously close to something similar to what the Cowboys have done. Now, the Ravens have won a Super Bowl a lot, not too far. They, they did win a Super Bowl in the 2012-2013 season. It's technically the 2012 of the calendar year, but it was 2013 when they won it. Um, the Ravens, like I guess, have won a Super Bowl within the past 30 years. So they have won that. That being said, though, they have had some pretty ugly playoff losses, especially when they have a lot of expectations. Um, this Ravens team, he came through a year where Joe Burrow gets hurt. Um, so you don't have to deal with him. You don't have to worry about Josh Allen that was taken care of for you. And you had a Chiefs team that's retooling. The Chiefs are a phenomenal team, but they were pretty much on a retooling year this year. So for the fact that the Chiefs are retooling, trying to get back together, yeah, they'll always have the window with Mahomes, but this was the year for the Ravens to kind of get over that hump. Most people thought, right? The defense for the Ravens looked fantastic, and it looked fantastic, and the offense just was struggling. And they got a lot of lot of flack in the media, and they were comparing them. to the, Literally, there was one segment that was like, Lamar Jackson is the AFC version of Dak Prescott. Like, literally, I sent you the link. It literally was all over social media, yeah. all over what the talking heads were saying on the big networks. That literally, this is what Baltimore is. But, I mean, as a fan, I can relate to what these fans are now experiencing because it's nothing is worse than to be such a good team and fall such short of expectations and just have everyone rip you apart. I really feel bad for the Baltimore Ravens fans because what they're going through right now sucks. Um, you know, like I said, I never got to see the Cowboys dynasties. So, you know, I've just known high expectations, early exits. And that's kind of what's going on with Baltimore. And, you know, the fans are getting upset and they just, they've been, they become a punching bag. And it sucks as a fan. There's nothing worse than getting on and you literally put on the TV and you see, you know, another early exit. They can't win the big one. They can't do this. They can't do that. And they keep putting the team in a box and they put the fans and the fans, it feels awful. So not only did you lose, yeah, you lost. But now it just magnifies that you can't, they keep saying you can't win, you can't win, you can't win. And that's just not true, right? I mean, I, I saw one article in one of the big media things. They were saying the Ravens window is closed. They will, they will never have a chance. That is not true. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You have a great tight end in Andrews. He just was hurt most of the year, Right. Not to mention, on a different note, Andrews ended up saving someone's life this week. Uh, props to him. I, I guess he has diabetes, and I guess he was on a flight where someone was having a, like a sugar spike or like a sugar um, like episode, and like he helped the EMTs spot that it was could it be a, a sugar spike or kind oh of a God. diabetic episode. And he helped save their life. So props to him. Um, I ret we retweeted retweeted that in the um, on the X account. Um, I came across it, so I retweeted it. So it is on there. If you want to read the story, it is on RX. So follow us, like I said, at SO Hostility um, on X. But yeah, so, you know, shout out, shout out to him for doing that. But seriously, the, you know, the Ravens are facing a lot of pressure, and now it's just magnified, and they're really, they're really slamming down on Baltimore. And like I had came out, and I texted you saying, well, the Chiefs might be the Wine Bowl champions, right? It's like I could. I can really, you know, 
I, I know what the fans of Baltimore are going through. And I, I, you know, I really thought about, you know, changing it up and going with the Ravens on my team board. Um, And, you know, to be honest, I, like I said, you know, you feel for them and you like, you start looking, you know, at their season since their Super Bowl championship. And this is like, I did, like I said, did a lot of research with this, you know, they won in 2012, the 2012 season. Um, They had a, one heck of a run. They beat the Colts. That was Ray Lewis's last game in Baltimore. Um, they went and had an amazing, you know, comeback. They had an amazing win over the Broncos. Joe Flacco, Hail Mary game there. Then they won the AFC Championship game against the Patriots. And then they won the Super Bowl against the 49ers. The 49ers almost came back, but they won the Harbaugh Bowl there. But since then, I mean, just looking through some of them, and this is what, you know, kind of caught my eye, and I guess this is what the media is saying. In 2013, they went 8-8. Eight and eight. You know a team that goes eight and eight a lot? Dallas Cowboys. So go. they went eight and eight in 2013. 2014. They went 10 and six. They won the wild card playoff round, but lost in the divisional round of the Patriots. Wow. So far, very similar to the Cowboys. Then the next year in 2015, they went five and eleven. Woo! Been there with Dallas. Let's go 2016. The Ravens went eight and eight again. Wow. Very familiar with the Cowboys, huh? Almost spot on. Once again, they have rosters too. They got players. Like on this team that went eight and eight in uh 2016, they had um they had CJ Mosley, Eric Waddle, Justin Tucker, Morgan Cox. Um, they had seven pro bowlers, Marshall Yanda. Um they had four all pros. I mean, they have some teams. Yeah. And then 2017, nine and seven. Did not qualify for the playoffs. Three pro bowlers, two all pros. 2018, they went 10 and 6. They lost in the wild card round to the Chargers. Once again, they were favored in that game. Chargers came into Baltimore and beat them. They had four Pro Bowlers, three All Pros. You know, so you start looking at this, and then in 2019, they were 14 and 2. They were the one seed, and they lost in the first round of the Titans. I know the Titans went in to New England and beat them, but the Titans were like one of the last teams to get in there. That was a Derrick Henry. They lost 28 to 12. Ouch. Um, that was Lamar Jackson's last uh, MVP season. They also had 13 Pro Bowlers that year. If you go through the list, it's Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Pat, uh, Patrick Ricard, Mark Andrews, Ronnie Stanley, Orlando Brown Jr., Marshall Yanda, Matthew Judon, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, shout out University of Alabama, uh, Earl Campbell, Justin Tucker, and Morgan Cox. They had six All-Pros on that team. And you go to 2020, they go 11 and 5. They win the wild card round, but they lose to the Bills. That's where Lamar had a concussion. It's 2020. So another early exit. You go to 2021, they go 8 and 9, do not qualify for the playoffs. And 2022, um, 2022, they went 10 and 7, lost in the wild card round of the Bengals. Um, and then, like I said, you're on to this year where they lost in the AFC Championship game. So they've had some serious heartbreak. They've had some early losses. And like if you look at that and you compare that to the Dallas Cowboys, it's almost spot on. Yeah, I would it, say that. And, it, and you know what? It's tough for Baltimore, too, because they only have the Orioles, right? If if you're just like a diehard Baltimore fan, you got the Ravens and then you got the Orioles. And then that's that's pretty much it. So you got like a good solid few months just to sit with this until the Orioles season starts in uh, March. So, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it just, 
it sucks for them. I mean, that honestly yeah. sucks. But you you got to think and you got to remain positive. As a fan, anyone who was a fan of Baltimore, you have to remain positive here, right? You got to think. Sure, the Cowboys have gone thirty years. You last won in twenty twelve, so it's not that long ago, right? You did have some success early on, and since the Ravens have been in Baltimore, they've been pretty successful. They won two Super Bowls since relocating to Baltimore. Um, and they've been one of the better teams defensively. They've been great. You know, they've had, a, you know, some quarterback changes. Um, I mean, they won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. Uh, then they won a Super Bowl with uh, Joe Flacco. So they've had some success. You got to stay positive, Ravens fans. You have to. Because um, you just can't get into the negativity that surrounds, like with the Cowboys, man, the negativity that surrounds, it's always horrible. You can't get wrapped up in it. Um, so seriously, fans, you know, stay stay positive. With Lamar, if Lamar Jackson stays healthy, he will make it to a Super Bowl. Will he win it? I'm not sure. We'll see who he plays. But he will make it to one as long as he stays healthy. If that team stays healthy, Lamar Jackson is a very good quarterback. And he'll figure it out. He tends to prove everyone wrong. You know, they're just going to eat more Uncrustables. And they'll get there. Uh, they will be there. Um and I think after doing all this research, really, you know, resonating, you know, the fact that I, you know, I just, I, I feel for them. <laughs> I really feel yeah. for them that, um, you know, I decided that I'll, I'll adopt them to my teams. Um, no, I said I'd go with the Chiefs. I'm going to adopt the Ravens. Um, I don't think you can go with the Chiefs. You just can't jump on this, the wagon this late. You know what I mean? You got to, you got to be there from the beginning. You know, you got to be the rise up. You know, if you're going, you went with Detroit. Um, you know, and your love for Detroit, and we'll get into them. You know, I'm gonna go with Baltimore, you know, another blue collar city like Detroit. Um, I'll go in with them, I'll add them. I also did some math too. If um and me with math is, is pretty bad. I did matchups with the Cowboys. You ready for this? Okay. There's two teams that have played the Cowboys the least amount of times. The Houston Texans have only played the Cowboys five times in, with, in regular season games. No, that's not including preseason because for a while they played a bunch in the preseason. They had some kind of governor's cup or something. Um, it's like this in-state rivalry thing. But for regular season, the Texans have played them five times. Um, being a Dallas fan, I cannot root for Houston like in good faith, actually be Houston like with them. I, I can say it as a joke with the Cowboys being eliminated, Texas, Texans and all that. But the Dallas-Houston rivalry is big. I can't do that. But the next team that has played the Cowboys the least amount of times is the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens have only played the Cowboys six times. Uh, and the Ravens are actually 5-1 and one as well against the Cowboys. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Um, so there is that. And I got to also shout out the Ravens. You did provide me with some you, a lot of joy because you played the Patriots and you played them tough. Um, over the years, you had some great games against the Patriots. I freaking hate the Patriots. Um you really did provide me some serious joy with those AFC championship games. Um, and like, what's fun is I look literally looked up the Ravens biggest rivals here and um, go through the list. So you got the Bengals division rival, but the next, the big one is they got a little rivalry with the Patriots. Patriots fans cannot stand them. Uh, they've been, they've always played them tough. Gotta love that. I hate the Patriots. Nothing. I literally hate them. I despise the new England Patriots. Um, they got a little rivalry with the Tennessee Titans, which is perfect because as an Alabama fan, I don't like Tennessee. Sorry, I don't like you, Tennessee. Um, and with Derrick Henry leaving, you've lost all the Alabama connections. So, yep, don't like you. Then they have a rivalry with the Pittsburgh Steelers, as do the Cowboys. 
Cowboys fans do not like the Steelers. And then they get a rivalry with the Cleveland Browns, which Nick, it's perfect. You love to yeah. you love to dump on Cleveland. Um airport. So it's perfect. Also, Nick Saban did coach for technically it is the Ravens organization because the Cleveland Browns relocated to Baltimore. So technically speaking, when Saban coached for the Browns, it was technically part of what became the Ravens organization, even though the Ravens don't claim the Browns history, right? Technically, Saban is more connected with the Ravens and building what the Ravens had compared to building what the Browns is because the Browns had to start from scratch. The Ravens got all of Cleveland's roster when they moved. They took over the Bill Belichick Saban methodology, even though they wanted a different coach and stuff like that. They did take with them the scouting operations and stuff like that. Um, and also, uh, the real reason is Baltimore's got some Alabama players. So, uh, you know, you get a like that. They get, you know, an actual starter on defense that played at the University of Alabama. Even though he told everyone to enter the transfer portal, it's okay. We still love you. You still you still won us games at Alabama. We still love you. Um, so like I said, going with Baltimore, love it, gonna ride with them. So next year, we'll have the two headed monster of the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and Nick, like we'll have with the Falcons and um He's always going to have the Lions there, even though they really broke his heart, man. They broke your heart, huh? It was tough. I, uh, yeah, just moving on to that NFC championship game. I remember that I kind of started watching it more heavily right at the half. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be my luck if the team that I want to win absolutely and utterly collapsed after having a halftime lead. <laughs> Dude, how literally no lie as much as a comparison as the Ravens are to the Cowboys. As much as they are of a comparison, the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens right now, the Detroit Lions and the Atlanta Falcons spot on. Really? Spot on. It really I mean, continuously making head scratching choices, like not running the ball with the lead. Or um, going for it on fourth down two times, it, both within field goal range, mind you. Uh, if they convert on one of those, I think it's an overtime game and it's a different story. If they convert both of those, they're going to the Super Bowl. And you know what? Everyone can come back after the game and say, oh, well, you know. The Lions were four for five on fourth downs during the regular season, and the kicker for Detroit was 47% on 50-plus yard field goals. So statistically, it made more sense to go kick the fucking field goal. I swear to God, analytics gets in the way of everything nowadays, right? It just, you say, why am I making this Madden-type decision? In a real life game, get the kicker out there, kick the field goal. If he misses it, it's on him. And it's not on the coach and it's not on the offense. It's on him. And you can fire him, you can cut him, you can send him off a free agency. It doesn't matter. Afterwards, you get a better kicker. You say you move on with the rest of the season, right? But now everyone's wondering if we only made one or two different decisions, are we going to the Super Bowl? And the answer is yes. Absolutely 100% yes. And I'll say this, like I said this back then in 2016, it's absolutely your fault. 
The Falcons lost the Super Bowl. Detroit lost this game. Both of these teams, the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs, are lucky to be here. 100% lucky. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're looking at this. First off, I mean, the Super Bowl matchup that we got going on with San Francisco and Kansas City, no one really wants to see it. But lucky. I mean, because like when you look at Baltimore, the play calling was atrocious. Like in the in the Ravens defense showed up, you know, like and you look with the, the Detroit, the, the the mistakes that Campbell made. I just I don't get it. He kicked the field goal. And then the worst thing is, is they're up 17 points at the half. It was 24 yeah. to seven. Yeah. Like literally, I literally like right at right before the start of the third quarter, I was like, I'm going to go take a shower. I was going to do clean up in the kitchen a bit. Um, I was like, I'll come back to this game. And then literally I came out of the bathroom and my wife goes, Oh my God, it's almost a tie game. I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like, suddenly the 49ers are down seven. And then the turnover, I was like, what is going on? I was like, my, my crap, I can't spiraling. believe it. I was like, I was like, <laughs> oh, and literally like, I was thinking it was the half, like you Ted, the, uh, the X takeover. Yep. And, um, I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, he must be melting. And I was like, I can't believe this is happening to him again. And it was yeah. like literally like you know. I started drinking. I started drinking heavily. It's, 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 it's uh, my PTSD was triggered. I was getting flashbacks. I could see Kyle Shanahan in his little zip up hoodie. <laughs> I saw Matt Ryan getting sacked by Dante Hightower. I saw Julio Jones make the tiptoe catch on the sideline. That was not a good night. <laughs> Seriously? As as the Lions are slowly losing this game, I'm just like, literally, history is repeating itself. It really is. I was like, I cannot believe what I'm watching. Like, literally, you picked Detroit as a way to escape from Atlanta's bad year. The Arthur Smith mess. The fact you didn't get <laughs> Bill Belichick. The entire disaster that has been in your Falcon season. You use this as an escape to follow Detroit. You have happiness. Finally, an underdog's doing it. They're on the literally everyone's talking. They're going to the Super Bowl. Eminem is flipping people off. It seems like Detroit is finally going to the Super Bowl. And then slowly the meltdown that occurred. Oh my God. Just absolutely terrible and devastating for Detroit fans. I was a little bit depressed, I'll say, because I, I like the story and everything. I'm not a true Detroit fan, though. Uh, I, I am no lie. I am sending you. The next time a Jared Goff Lions jersey goes on sale, I am sending you one. Absolutely. Oh, no. You 100%. You are owning this forever. And if they ever get good, I will give you credit if they win. But you are owning this Lions forever. I am. I will. It it is perfect. And literally, I swear, if I ever find one on sale, I am sending you a Goff jersey. Just because I'm sitting there and I'm just, I'm like, this is wild. This is absolutely wild. I cannot believe what I'm watching. (laughs) It was, And I remember texting you. I was like, you know. I wonder if I didn't root for Detroit, would they have won? If I just did not care about the NFL playoffs, would it be a Baltimore and Detroit Super Bowl? Think about that. uh, Yeah. Two cities that need an economic um, boost there. Those cities need it, man. I mean, I think that must have been an absolute nightmare for the NFL. Think about that. Because with Kansas City, you'd have all of the – even though Kansas City is not the biggest market, you have all the Swifties yeah. and all of them coming out. So you'd have you'd have all of that. And then 
you know, like I said, with San Francisco, big markets, so like what the NFL got is what they probably wanted for ratings. But imagine Detroit versus Baltimore, two blue collar, Rust Belt city. I don't know if you'd call Baltimore the right. I'm still trying to figure out what Baltimore is. Is it's, it northern? Is it southern? What is Baltimore? Thing. Baltimore is a unique sunflower of many economic opportunities and culture. And uh, yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. Like, I'm, I'm seriously, like, seriously, like having been there um, and seen the city, it's like, I, it's really interesting because it's like Baltimore is at one of those where it's at like a crossroads because if you want to get into like history and all that and you want to go back to like what's north, what's versus south, right? Technically, they're below the Mason-Dixon, right? So technically... They're supposed to be the Southern. But then again, I was asking people at like work and I was asking family members. I'm like, what do you consider Baltimore? Is it Northern or is it Southern? And no Northerner has claimed Baltimore. And I haven't had a Southerner claim Baltimore. It's like its own unique. It's like in the border zone where like it was at the forefront of like the Civil War. I mean, that whole, you know, Maryland and all that with all the battles that took place in Maryland and, you know, Northern Virginia. So it's like a crossroads with that. So is it North? Is it South? It gets cold there and they'll get snow occasionally, but then it's warmer. You know, it's had, you know, some serious issues with civil rights over the years. So like, what is Baltimore? That's, you know, like yeah. with Detroit, you know, it's a Rust Belt city, blue collar Northern city. Big in the industry, you know what Baltimore is, but I mean what Detroit is, but what is Baltimore? It's it's just a big question mark right on the East Coast. Yeah. I mean, I'm born in the South, raised in the North. I think it's a northern city. Um to me it's it's all about like barbecue. I think you said barbecue, that you, you yeah, and I've said that before, but I think barbecue is a huge part of Southern culture. Um I mean you kind of see like flashes of Cajun. With like their crabs and stuff like that, but I don't really think it fully gets there. Um, but I don't. And and Baltimore accent is more like a New York accent than it is like a Southern accent. You know what I mean? I mean they have a very distinct accent. In Baltimore. No, absolutely. 100%. It's like in, it's incredibly distinct to any other region, really. Uh, I mean, it's really like its own thing. I mean, it's definitely like the Mid Atlantic. Um, but. It's funny because if you do a Google search, is Maryland a southern state? It says it is. And then you look at college football, you know, for example, and Maryland used to be in the ACC. So that would have been with like the Carolinas and stuff. And then they moved to the Big Ten. Um, But seriously, like you look at that and then you think about what is it? And then you think back to like all history coming in. And like I did some research on Baltimore and there was a time where Baltimore was one of the biggest cities in the country. It was oh, yeah. massive. Like there was a time it, imports and exports. It was at the forefront of American like American history. I mean, it was a big epicenter for the War of 1812. Yep. Um, you know, Star Spangled Banner, you know, um, all that. It was literally at the forefront of like American history. And it's you know, it's a city that's had some struggles, but yeah. What is it? That's a great question. What is Baltimore? And uh um you know, so well. We kind of those are the NFC Championship game. That's those the NFC and AFC Championship game, and like I said, we're getting a Super Bowl that we've already had. Yeah, and uh, some something I'm quite bored of. I mean, I didn't really want to see Kansas City at all, and we're seeing them. I mean, the 49ers are like okay, I guess, but compared to Detroit, I I would have definitely rather had Detroit there. Um, I guess we got a deal. Just another. 
NFL storyline in the book soon with the 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs playing each other this upcoming Sunday. So so looking at it, like so we're gonna come out with another episode. Um, later in the week where we, we're going to do break down the Super Bowl. So we'll get into that. We'll cover different storylines. Um, we're looking at it. It's early. It's Monday before the Super Bowl. Not much news is really broken. On its face right now, the Chiefs are an underdog, which I feel like you got to be stupid not to take that bet. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. And I mean, we'll do a breakdown. It's interesting in a way of we've already seen this Super Bowl. Uh, hopefully it doesn't bring on a global pandemic and hopefully it's not a repeat. The last time we had, this was like the last fun we had. And then we that went into was, lockdown. I remember <laughs> like, let's like, let's not have another global pandemic, please. Um, has anyone done a Google search to see if there's something coming out of anywhere? Yeah. Please tell me there's not another global pandemic. I do not want to go through that again. Um, it's weird. It, toe fungus coming out of Russia right now. oh god wonderful we just don't need another one of those and i mean it's very similar storylines too like with san francisco is kind of a very similar i mean they didn't have mccaffrey um so i mean that's different so you got mccaffrey um i feel like yeah i think you're right where those storylines are kind of the same where uh you know the 49ers quarterback back then was garoppolo and now it's Purdy. but the storyline was kind of the same in the sense that like Oh, like this nobody type quarterback is leading this fantastic offense. And um, is he a system guy or is he an actual QB? Um, their defense could do a lot better. Uh, and then the Chiefs are the same too. Like, um, can Mahomes perform without his wide receivers? Is their defense going to come through when they need it? Um, you know, those things. And I mean, the halftime show, uh, hopefully, will be good. But oh, sure. I mean, you, you know, kids growing up in the early two thousands, you know, late nineties, got a lot of Usher on the radio. So yeah, it's gonna be one. I'm speaking of some music here. So last night was the Grammys, and Taylor Swift kind of cleaned house. She got a bunch, um, which is not surprising because everything is Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Um, she did not mention. Travis Kelsey in any of her speeches. Nothing. Do you think there's trouble in paradise? Is that going to influence? Is is Kelsey now going to have a bad game? Because are they going through stuff? Absolutely. I think that they're going through things. And if if you look at uh, who she talked to, I mean, she talked to a lot of other men. So Travis Kelsey should be worried. Absolutely. I think he should think about this a lot. Uh, I think he should not do anything else besides think about his relationship with Taylor Swift so that he's not focused at all on the Super Bowl uh, and and he ends up losing because honestly <laughs> I don't think I can deal with another Kansas City Super Bowl win really you know um, <laughs> yeah well and did did Travis even say anything about Taylor in like when they won the NFC I mean the AFC championship game I don't I didn't watch any of the posts they had, they had a great embrace um, I'm not sure if he said anything. Um, okay. I mean, to be honest, I mean, Travis didn't really do much for her music and she hasn't done much for his football career, really. I mean, they, they just yeah. kind of started dating. So, I mean, I can see, you know, there probably is no issue there, but 
you know, it's just, <laughs> I think it's I, funny. It's so funny, like, having those news articles come out, like, ooh, is there something wrong? Like, let people I know, live. right? It's let always kind of live. funny to, I mean, the lives of celebrities always interest most people, and it's kind of funny. Um, but I've never, you know, I've never cared, like, at all. Like, even when um, Tom Brady and, uh, oh, Giselle. Giselle were dating, and, like, they showed her a lot, I was like, I don't, I don't care about Giselle. Like, I, I just want to watch football. It it doesn't doesn't matter to me. But I mean, thanks to Taylor Swift, though, Kansas City has been the capital of the sports world right now. It's uh, absolutely and speaking of Kansas City being the capital of sports world, I had something really interesting happening with Kansas City that came out in the last couple of weeks. Since our last recording, um, I got a buddy who's getting married in October. So uh my buddy, his brother, and I were planning his bachelor party. So I reached out to him and I'm like, oh, so where do you want to go? Right. The kid loves hockey. The kid loves like, like, uh, like war museums. Things I'm thinking of right now, Washington, DC, Vegas, um, New Orleans. You want to go like full museums, maybe New York city. Where, where's he thinking? Where's he thinking? So this is where, this is where I'm getting to. So, uh, I reached out to him. So, so where are you thinking? So he's like, uh, He's like, I, he's like, I want to go to, he says today, he released it today. He's like, I want to go to Kansas City, Missouri. And I was like, okay. Now, we had been going back and forth talking about different places. And when you think of bachelor parties, Kansas City does not pop off the list. I'm no. thinking, what is from Kansas City? So I'm like, trying to do some things. I'm like, you got, you got Tech Nine, right, for some party atmosphere. I guess mm-hmm. you got Tech Nine. You get the Kansas City Chiefs, and then you get some barbecue. I'm like, what's there? So then I asked him, like, what is in Kansas City that interests you so much? And he's like, the it's the National World War One Museum. And I was like, so we're going to go all the way to Kansas City for the museum. And then I'm like, don't you want to do D.C.? Like, the, the kid loves, like, history of wars. He loves World War II, loves World War One. And I'm like, don't you think D.C.? He's like, no, man, Kansas City is perfect. So now his brother and I are trying to plan this D- this Kansas City trip. And I'm like, we'd be going in like July or August. And we're thinking about it. I'm like, this is just so outside the box. Because really? like, people do like, on mine, I did Miami. You know, on other people, they've done like, you know, you hear Austin, Texas pop off. You hear, you know, Nashville. You hear Vegas. Um, some people have done Scottsdale. You hear like all these other places. Yeah. Never have I heard Kansas City. Good lord. <laughs> so I mean it, it's gonna be an interesting one. And like I said, I barbecue for like five days straight or something like that. I mean, there's more culture in the bread that's molding in my cabinet than there is in <laughs> Kansas City right now. Uh <laughs> so I don't know what to say to that. Have fun, I guess. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's it's a new one. I mean, I'm it's going to be interesting, and I'm going to totally document it. On, it's a good on challenge. Podcast. Yeah, let it's me know be, how that goes for sure. It's going to be epic. I mean, I wonder if like they do like a whole like Tech Nine. Like, I wonder if there's like a tour for like Tech Nine, and then I wonder like, you know, I'm trying to think like a whole barbecue tour. I mean, I bet you can eat a lot of barbecue. I bet I bet you can easily gain like thirty pounds. Oh, easily. Spend a weekend uh, there, just gain thirty pounds. Make sure you buy a second seat on the flight back. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I'm already a bigger guy, so just get the whole second seat. You know, just buy the row. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> you know, 
I wonder, like, I wonder if they have like a state fair going near there. Should you get like a fried Oreo and like a fried Twinkie too while you're there? Oh yeah. I feel like I feel like Kansas City would have a sweet state fair or some kind of fair there. I feel like that's pretty, like the Midwest. That's what you think, you know. I feel the like you get time, really good. The last time I went to like a state fair and I had a fried Oreo, right? I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get a fried Oreo. Then I went on one of those, um, like the zipper. You know what I'm talking about? Where it kind of is like a big Ferris wheel, but more of an oval. And mm-hmm. you're inside this cage that's like constantly turning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I never How'd ate that it. Go? That that did not end up well. And <laughs> let's just say that I never ate a deep fried Oreo ever again. <laughs> uh, not not a good look. <laughs> I I think I suffered a a, a mild concussion uh, <laughs> at that time. Uh, Where was the was state no, fair? Where'd you go? Where was the state it was fair? in it was in Rhode Island. Um, was it, it was the Washington County Fair, is what it's called. Well, that's their that's their big fair, right? That's like their yeah, that's the summer one. fair. They get like all the livestock out. They do the shows there. They have like tractor pulling. You're like, can there be country in Rhode Island, a state so small? And the answer is actually yes. Um, I I eat the corn dogs. They're good every year when I've gone. Uh, you get a lemonade. Um, you you get a surprise bag of baseball cards that are like a thousand years old, and you're like, "Who's Johnny No Shoes Stevens?" <laughs> and you're like, "You don't know who Johnny No Shoes Stevens is? Well, he's like the best baseball player for the the Minnesota Athletics before." <laughs> They were even the twins or something like that. I don't know, some weird, obscure baseball team from like the 1700s. Or you um, get like the the AAA cards where it's like, oh, yeah. Or you get like the minor leaguers and you get like the, um, was it the Birmingham Barons or like the Montgomery Biscuits? You get some interesting names with like the, oh, yeah, the Chattanooga Lookouts. Yep. That's a, that's another good one. We should do, been... we should do a bit. I'm thinking about it now. We should do a bit with like, Minor league baseball team or made up, and then we just like name a city and then like a noun or something like that or an adjective, whatever. And then is that <laughs> is that a minor league baseball team or is it not real? And I made it up. You know, some, something tells me Larry from Lincoln has a entire database on minor league baseball teams. I, just, oh, I feel absolutely. like that's something Larry would be doing over there. What he's else just, is there to do in there Nebraska? He's sitting there in Lincoln in his cornfield just. Just going to town on minor league baseball. You know what I mean? I bet you his house is made of corn, too. Like, he's got <laughs> corn husks. He lives <laughs> off the land. I feel like he's, he's seriously, like, you know, and I'm thinking of the minor league ball. I'm mean, thinking, like, Field of Dreams. And so I just feel like he's out there, man, trying to, like, recreate Field of Dreams in Nebraska. You know, he's just out there, just in the corn, just going to town with all those minor league teams. He's, like, sitting on home plate in the fetal position, and he's saying, <laughs> if you build it, they will come. Yes. If you build it, they will come. Exactly. And then the cops show up and it's like, <laughs> come on, oh, Larry. It's the seventh time this week. It's Saturday. Uh, yeah. Let's get it together. <laughs> exactly. Get your life together. And then, then he realizes about uh, an obscure time the Nebraska Cornhuskers played the Georgia Bulldogs and how they won. Yeah. And then they just he just rifles off a tweet to your personal account, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Larry. Good times, Larry. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, you know, I think minor league baseball. I think baseball's coming. Yeah, baseball it is. Baseball is coming. Before you know it, I mean, spring training is going to start pretty soon. I'm excited. And, and um, we'll see. You think the Rangers can repeat? Oh, I think so. 
I, I, I mean, if if the uh, Grom can come back and be healthy, I think they got a real shot. I'm just like I'm worried that the Braves are going to win too many games this year and then get tired in the playoffs. Uh, what a problem to have. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping for Rangers Braves. Rangers Braves World Series would be great because then you and I would be going head to head. That'd be fun. That would. I think that's that's a good storyline too because it's like two teams that just won it recently. Can they win it again? Type thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, and obviously, perfect. if one of if if the Rangers can beat Houston on the way to the World Series, that'd be great. I I want to see all Houston fans cry a lot, um, uh, and and I want Jose Altuve to to cry as well. I know I I need to see that every year, at least once a year, to feel better about uh the whole trash scandal and them not like getting actually punished for it. I gotta say it was glorious when the Rangers beat the Astros. That just was absolutely glorious. It was a long time coming. I was absolutely pumped. It just, just, and, just and, to and see it was the great. Astros finally lose. Just it was great to see the Braves beat the Houston Astros. I was like, I was genuinely worried, you know, going into the World Series. We only won like a little bit over half of our games in the season. Uh that that season. And Houston was just like a tank. And we took them in six games, so when the Astros lose, it's a good day. When like any team really from is. Houston loses it, it's a good day. You know, yeah. um, I think like the only team in Houston I really don't hate is the, the Texans just because we don't, the Cowboys just don't play them. Right. So like, you know, the Mavericks and the Rockets, you know, you know, screw the Rockets. And then you yeah. the Rangers, Astros, screw the Astros. It's just, but like, you know, the Texans and Cowboys hardly play each other. So well, to me, the Texans are kind of in the same vein as the Jaguars are, where they feel like no one cares. Too, yeah, yeah, no, they're too new. I don't really care that much about them. Um, they they don't have that history yet, where I hate them with a deep, deep hatred that only the fires of hell can can quell, and that's the like, Patriots. I I was having a chat with my coworker um the other day. We were sitting there having a chat. It was over lunch. And uh, I said to him, imagine if the NFL redid the divisions. How great would like a Falcons-Jaguars rivalry be? Right? You get, Oh, yeah. Because like the Jaguars are taking that Savannah market pretty well because they're close because it's pretty far from Atlanta. So you get like Southern Georgia going against, you know, Atlanta in the northern part of the state. And then like the Cowboys playing Houston would be awesome. The Cowboys playing Kansas City would be great. Those of you who don't know, the Kansas City used to actually be in Dallas with the Dallas Texans. I think I've mentioned that like 10 times on this show. Um, but yeah, like the having 11. them play each other again be great. Like Mahomes is from Texas. To so have him in Dallas, you know, playing, it'd be cool. Um, you just redid that. I mean, honestly, like I've always wondered why. And I guess when the NFL was created, right? Why the Cowboys are playing, you know, the Washington Commanders or they're playing the Giants or they're playing, um, you know, the Eagles, like they're so far removed from them. Like, yeah, you know, what's funny is like the Cowboys biggest rivals are like so far away. You would think like a team like Baltimore would have a better rivalry with the Eagles. I mean, Baltimore and Philly aren't that far apart. So like, you know, you would think about like, if you redid it, like the different rivalries you would have, I mean, like Miami in the Patriots, like Florida, I mean, I know a lot of people from Massachusetts relocate to Florida, but like, that's a weird one too. Right. I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird that the NFL has these divisions where like all these teams are clumped together, and then you got one team that's like way out of it, mm -hmm. um, like the AFC East, the NFC East, um, 
I mean, what about the the NFC North? I mean, they're all kind of well. That's agree. That's probably the best. That's probably the best one right there. That's probably all the best yeah. rivalries. They're I mean, probably whatever. all all kind of together, and they all hate each other enough. I mean, when you're all cooped up together in the winter, I mean, there's going to be some disagreements, and and then you imagine, imagine you you're like going home for Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like a Detroit fan, and then your uncle's like a a Green Bay fan, mm-hmm. and then you got like your cousin who likes the Vikings for some reason, uh, and then you got like your your long distance aunt who comes and annoys you during Thanksgiving and you really hate her and she's a Chicago Bears fan. Uh she just likes to talk about deep dish pizza the whole entire time and how it's superior <laughs> to every other type of pizza. Uh, imagine that that kind of family. because uh, everyone's so close to each other there. Yeah, uh, I mean like that's gonna be a miserable existence to be a Bears fan though. That's pretty yeah. miserable. I mean y- you did endless suffering. Like I mean, you did make that one Super Bowl when we were really young, right? That one yeah. way back with Peyton Manning and they lost. But I mean, geez, they've been bad. I mean, mm-hmm. just it like the Cowboys have been like cons- like the Cowboys were talking about the Ravens consistently like middle of the pack, right? They're never too too bad. Like they're close, they're up there, they're having a bad year. They're never too too bad. But man, the Bears have been bad at times. Yep. And you're like you're like whoa. They're pretty bad. So, I mean, that's going to be a rough one for a bear. I mean, they haven't had a franchise quarterback like ever. Not once. Not a single time. I mean, wow. I mean, you look back, even like the, the 85 Bears didn't have a franchise quarterback. They were, a, a, you know, a, you know, a running team with Walter Payton. And yeah, they, back, they looked outside of Soldier Field and they're like, hey, you, come come over here. You want to play quarterback yeah. for us? And then he was like, oh, I guess so. And he just team, happened to be homeless, too. That team was such a wagon, you know? Yeah, it really was. That defense was something else. It's amazing how some teams can win without a quarterback. Like, you look back, too, like, we were just talking about the Ravens. Like, the two Super Bowls they won. Like, they won with Trent Dilfer, and they won with um, they won with Joe Flacco. Put some respect on Joe Flacco's name, all right? <laughs> that man can sling. He, he can throw a deep ball, but outside of that, I That's mean, pretty much it. no, I, I, I mean, agree. they won on they won those games on defense. I mean, like you look at the the two thousand Ravens. I mean, not to mention, man, Ray Lewis was in. I mean, he, he, I mean, I was actually just listening to the. the it's about the two thousand Ravens. It's about like Ray Lewis, and it's called the Raven. It's on Spotify, um, I think, Apple Podcasts. It's really good. Um, they release a new episode every week. I would definitely check it out. It's called The Raven. And it's like, it's about the Ray Lewis like murder trial and like what went down and it like breaks. It's like a true crime. And uh, it's really interesting. Like the, the whole thing that went beyond, like kind of went on with like Ray Lewis and like the different people and like the, the nightclub owners and the, the restaurant people and the witnesses and all that. And like the stories that went about the whole Ray Lewis thing. And it's wild to think that man was charged with murder. It's absolutely wild. And then his team went on and won the Super Bowl yeah. with him. And he played every game. That is wild. That is absolutely wild. Um, like I was just watching, you know how like they have that America's game? Yeah. It's like, a, you know, the uh, NFL Network, like documentaries. Mm-hmm. I was just watching that. And like, they like talk about it a little bit. And I was like, this is insane. Like, I want a full out movie about this. Yeah. Like anything legal, like highly interests me. I would love to know, like, 
I would love like the interviews with like the lawyers and stuff and just be like, you know, working. I'd be so cool. I mean, now that a lot of it's all over now, you know, um, and your years removed now and like he's retired and I'm guessing nothing else is coming of it, but I would love to hear like more about it. It's so fascinating. It's just, it's just, wow. I just, I couldn't believe someone on, I mean, like you think about like Aaron Hernandez, right? He's charged with murder. He's off the team. Yeah. He's, he's never in heard of jail. Again. And, uh... <laughs> he's, he's done. And meanwhile, Ray Lewis may or may not have been involved and he's still on the team and he goes, wins. that's just wild. It's that's just... so, that was so funny to me when he first retired, right? Like I get like, he's on Baltimore and I guess people were used to him or whatever, but like, and he got hired on ESPN and <laughs> you've got like these like NFL analysts that are sitting next to the alleged murderer. I mean, it became <laughs> like, a, it became a running joke. Though. I mean, you got to feel like, like for the families of those people, right? Like you got families out there and you got victims out there. And like they lost, they lost a kid, you know, they lost a brother, a sister and all this. And meanwhile, it's just, you got him out there and honestly, like no, it just seems like no justice came of it. Right. And it, it's just, it's wild. And that's why, like, if you listen to the podcast and they talk about like the different, you know, it's, it's like everyone has a different opinion of what happened. Right. Cause I really, at the end of the day, probably the people who know, you know, will never say, or will never come out, but like everyone has a different opinion. And it's just, it's just absolutely wild. Like, I guess Georgia has a law that, like, you could be, like, a witness to it or you're, like, a party to the crime. So you could still be charged with murder, right? So, like, technically, so say Ray Lewis was there and took place in the fist fight and he was with the assailants who actually did the murdering, right? He could still be charged with murder based off the Georgia law, right? Right. It'd be like you go in, you rob a candy store, you're driving the getaway car, he, you know, the robber shoots and kills him, you could be charged with that murder, right? Um, that's how the Georgia law works. And, like, technically speaking, like, based off that law, you know, if what happened, what people think happened, like, wow, he could have been doing, like, some serious time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's on, uh, wow. I mean, it's also, like, thinking about different perspectives too is like during the Super Bowl, like active players go and they like, they go to the nightclubs, they party. There's like different events. Like I was seeing like with this Super Bowl, like all the players are coming in, like they're not supposed to be um, like they can be in a casino, but they can't gamble, I guess like active players. And then I guess like players that are in the game are not allowed to step foot in any casino. And like every casino has like a different party. It's like, come see this person, this one. You know, like all the media personnel are there. Mm. Um, it's just interesting to think of how, you know, I think back of like, um, you know, Fitzmagic went to the game a few years back. I think the Patriots were in it. And like he was there. And you think of all these players that go, they see, and then you hear like different players talk about going to the Super Bowl and watching. It, and that's just wild, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just such a big event. So I saw tickets, like the best tickets that you could buy for the Super Bowl were like $30,000. You could uh, yeah. buy you could buy a house for that. That's your down payment for like mm -hmm. a nice house. Mm -hmm. That's that's a car. That's a whole car right there. Mm -hmm. Thirty thousand dollars for like the nicest seats there, like it's... on 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 the uh, like right next to the field type of seats. Like the Super Bowl is like is that where like if the whole country watches it, right? Yeah, I mean people that aren't even into sports are watching it. I would say. 
I mean, we both really like sports when we're into it. So like our work, our opinion is going to be skewed. But I would say like 75% of the country is watching. Oh, yeah. If not, if not more, maybe 85%. There's a At very some small point portion. they turn it on for for like, I don't know, say like 10 minutes yeah. to watch football, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it's like that big. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like over in Europe, they're watching the Champions League final. Like everyone's kind of tuning in for that, mm-hmm. you know. And then over here, you know, it's like the Super Bowl is just that thing, and everyone's watching. Everyone's got a different opinion, you know. And like for those, also, what's interesting with those two weeks in the Super Bowl too, is how everyone has like every, I feel like everyone gears up who they're going to root for, right? Like I did like a poll around the office. I was talking around the office like a water cooler at lunch. I'm like, oh, who are you root for? Everyone has a thing of who they want to win, and they actually like get into it. Like I feel like. Everyone's somewhat invested. Like, it seems like you clearly want San Francisco, right? Um, yeah. I, I, I can't see. I don't want to. As a Cowboys fan, I don't want to see San Francisco win. I just don't want to see that. I don't want to see a rival win. So I would like the Chiefs to win. So like, we each have our own interest of what we're going for, what you want, and it just you, everyone gets into it. And it's just you got to love it. And you got to love. You got the commercials. You got the halftime show. You got all the drama of the in game, and then you get the who should have made this call or this call. And you just have to hope it's a good game. Cause when it's a blowout, like that Broncos Seahawks one, it's just, yeah, that I turned that off. Yeah. That was a bad one. I'm trying to think of some Not other good. bad ones we got. Um, you know, that Steelers uh, Cardinals game was good. That was, um, I remember that one. That was remember um, what's his name? The lineman. I think his last name was Harrison. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had Jerome that, like, Harrison. Yeah. He had that 99 yard return. For a touchdown. He broke my heart. I can't stand the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of those teams I can't stand. When they ran that back, I was like, oh, I looked looked at my dad. I'm like, oh, man, Steelers are going to win it. Yep. You got to be kidding me. And then, like, my dad's an old school Cowboys fan from, like, the 70s. So, like, he hates the Steelers. So, it was like, yep, again. So, like, yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, you get some really good ones. I'm trying to think. Um. That one was good. The um another snooze fest was the Broncos Panthers. That was a snooze fest. Yeah. And, um and like that was the downfall of Cam Newton too. That was the end of his career essentially. He, he didn't dive on that ball in the Super Bowl and everyone ragged him for it. And then he didn't even apologize or take any accountability at all. And then everyone kind of saw for who he was. So you know, speaking of Cam Newton. I saw a lot of people also comparing Lamar Jackson to Cam Newton. Don't start. Don't and start that is that. a disservice to Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they're both runners, but that's just that's a disservice. Lamar Jackson is just Lamar has a better attitude than Cam Newton ever did. Like, and what what bothers me when I really think and like I, I feel for because Lamar is not the best in an interview, right? Yeah, but he's a really good quarterback. He's he's like he, the way he sees the game. He's like. He's just he just has a horrible interview. His interviews is just he's not good on an interview, but like he knows the game. He's a really good player. And like people crucify him because of his interviews. Well, and I don't understand why everyone's gonna be critical of players who play a game where they get their head hidden a few times and then like here come say something coherent to me right after that happened. Like I'm probably gonna just be angry and make angry noises <laughs> if that happened. You know, I'm gonna uh, say I'm, I'm gonna say this now. I'm, I'm saying next year Super Bowl is Cowboys Ravens. I'm saying it right now. Obviously, I'm gonna be biased as hell with the Cowboys, but I think I think the Ravens 
I'm going to say this right now as we kind of towards the end of the show. I think the Ravens, they're going to come back with such a chip on their shoulder after this year because the talking heads, all these people put this team in a box and they're just using this as fuel. That defense, most of the defense will be back. Lamar is going to take every single time someone has doubted Lamar, right? Every time someone has doubted him, he's come back and prove haters wrong. Like people said, you know, Watson was better and, you know, he had deserved the Heisman. And no, Jackson came out and he, Lamar has always proved these people wrong. He doesn't, there was a whole thing, controversy, like when they played the 49ers one time about his hands and the gloves, and then he just wore white gloves and still dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, he just, every time there's a hater, he proved, like he continues to prove them wrong. He continues, they say he can't throw the football. And then he goes out there, he throws the football. I mean, People it's it's funny to me because they will criticize him for things that other quarterbacks have already done, like the gloves. Like, you know who was really famous for wearing gloves all the time? Kurt Warner. Mm-hmm. Remember him? And when he was playing in Arizona, he, he won. He, he, he won. A, he won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Yeah, so. he won a Super Bowl, and he wore gloves while he's throwing the football. And you're going to turn around and criticize Lamar Jackson for doing that? Like, just stop it. You're just like making things up. Just to, you know, create some kind of news story or whatever. Like, I'll be one of the first to admit when he was in college. I mean, you could probably pull our old, um, our our college, like, radio station when we had one. We could pull the game. I didn't think, based on what I saw in college, he went to, like, Louisville. I don't even think Louisville was in the, was they in the ACC? Maybe they just joined the ACC at the time. And he won the Heisman. I was just like, a lot of times I was like, maybe he's like RG3 or whatever. I just didn't think so. And then when he went to Baltimore, after, like, the first time seeing him, I'm like, he's a real deal. I was like, I oh, first yeah. would, I would be one of the first women. I was wrong, and I think the rest of the media has to realize they're wrong. And you're going to keep saying, "Hey, he can't do it. He can't do it, and he can do it." And I'm telling you, he's going to do it. The Baltimore Ravens will do it. They're, they're gonna do it, and you know it might come over. I mean, whether they play the Cowboys or not, they play San Francisco, or whatever. They're gonna do it, and I, I yeah, would well, never I th- count. I think I think Lamar Jackson's going to do it. Whether he does it with Baltimore is a different thing entirely uh, i think the nfl is too like topsy-turvy sometimes well I mean, uh, he, he signed on for a while i mean he's he's in i know he signed on for a while but you know you get like a bad news story where like oh lamar can't do it anymore and then like the ownership just decides to trade him away for no reason you but know the, the thing is the ravens are baltimore right i mean yeah because i mean they, yeah they have the orioles right i know they got a new owner who's like i guess super loaded when that comes up so the, the orioles might be you know, maybe they're back, but like the Ravens are Baltimore, right? They are like mm-hmm. that passion. You know, they are just you know, and I just I I think, you know, Lamar got his got his money. He's staying there. I think they're gonna build around him. I think Flowers is gonna have a chip on him. Flowers had an absolute meltdown, and I think I think he's actually a really good player. Um, I yeah, I just think his his uh, maturity showed really. And I mean, he's uh, still a young kid. I mean, he's a rookie, right? right? Exactly. That's that's and, the thing. And I think I'm like, not I'm not saying that I wouldn't have done that in that situation. I mean, you're you just get drafted, you get to the AFC championship game, you get a little frustrated because you got called for the taunting and then the whole sideline blow up. Like, I get it. You and I'm sure he knows that he needs to be better for next time, but I mean, uh, it still happened. You're right. I mean, how much sweeter is it gonna be for, for Ravens fans when they win? Because yeah. Like all they, everyone said they couldn't do it. I mean, literally, because I mean, you go on every single talking head that said they can't do it. Um, they said their windows closed, 
And you know what would be an absolute amazing thing to see is like if they go, they play a healthy Joe Burrow, beat him. They play a healthy Watson, beat him. They play a healthy Mahomes, beat him. Like if they go through a season and they just everything comes together and they just go through, they beat everybody and they win the Super Bowl. And I think the way Baltimore wins Super Bowls too is they do it on the road. They grind them out. They are, a you know, their defense tends to travel. And they just, you know, they they play hard. They play tough football. You know, the Ravens are a tough team. And, like, I could see next year and them kind of getting a slow start. They get in as, like, a wild card team and they go on a run. They are a team that can go on the run and, like, they can scare you. Oh, I yeah, mean, for sure. They, they could go into, you know, they could go into a team. I mean, they, they went into New England and beat them in New England during the prime of Brady's career. Like, we're talking that 20... 12 year when they came in. I mean, it's a completely different team. I'm just saying like history on their side, they come in. I mean, historically we've seen the Ravens be able to do it. I mean, in 2000, they did it when they, when they played uh, the Titans. So everyone's saying in the media, it's like, Oh, they won't be able to do it. They'll be able to do it. They're coming. They'll be back. And I'm, I'm already picking them already to win the AFC next year who they'll play. I don't know. I, I would love to say Dallas. I, I think San Francisco is here to stay for a bit. Um, so maybe it's your Lions. That would be something if we get Detroit versus uh, Baltimore. That'd be kind of fun. But, that would be fun. But anyway, so like I said, so final thoughts on that. Um, some other news. I mean, just kind of going around. Um, the NHL had their all-star game. Um, not going to lie. I did not watch. <laughs> I saw it on the TV uh, when I went out to Texas Roadhouse on Saturday. Uh, they were getting ready for the skills challenge. I did not really watch it. It was in the corner of my eye. I will I say though, it, it just like it seemed to get more coverage than the Pro Bowl did. It did uh, get more coverage. Um, now Nikita Kucherov made some headlines. Um, like he seemed kind of. Uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but I've had heard rumors that um, he was quite intoxicated during the skills competition, or he was quite intoxicated during the skills competition. Or something along those lines. He kind of went out partied hard and didn't really take it seriously. And it's uh, I saw some headlines that Nikita Kucherov exposed the NHL All Star Weekend for the farce that it is. Um, you know, so I mean that that was from that was an article headline from Deadspin. So I mean, seriously. So I guess he kind of made some you know headlines there. I mean, my thing with the All Star Game is you don't really know who's that good and who's not because no one's really trying, right? It's yeah, they show their skills and stuff, but like it doesn't matter, right? And it's, I think it's more of like a halfway through the season type of celebration. Mm-hmm. Like all the best players are getting together, and they're all like, "Hey, we're halfway there." Who? Um, did you? And I, I remember the um, the four teams had like celebrity coaches or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw, and Michael Bublé was one of them. And I saw a video of him saying that he was high off mushrooms during an interview. I don't know if I sent it to you or not. Yes, I did but, see that. I don't know yeah. how true that is. Yeah, I don't know if he was just being like facetious because like other people were like high or drunk or whatever. But like he got up there with Will Arnett right next to him, and he's like, I don't, I don't know. But my friend said this was a microdose. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I mean, thought that was funny. The thing about like with hockey compared to like other sports is like, like their stars sometimes will go out and they'll just get 
they'll get obliterated and they just kind of like oh yeah they're much more like maybe how sports used to be back in the old they do some i mean some of the hockey stuff is you hear the stories i love um listening to the different podcasts where former players get on and tell stories and they talk about like going on the road and just you know closing bars down you hear some wild stuff that come out of hockey players i mean it just it seems like the nhl seems to have the most fun and i wonder if they can have the most fun because they're making good money but in a lot of markets they kind of are forgotten yeah so I wonder if they can kind of like slip under the radar, like especially like if you're a Ranger, if you're playing for the Rangers in New York, I mean, everyone cares about, you know, the Knicks, the Giants, the Jets, you know, so you can kind of slip under the radar maybe. I don't know, but yeah, hockey players seem to have the most fun. I mean, if you're thinking back to, you know, it seems like they're living college days up and through their careers. So, um, yeah, I don't know. that the also, It looked like for a player, it looked like the All-Star game was fun for a player. As for a fan, it just doesn't really doesn't do it for me um what i love is i love the olympics when the hockey players can play in the olympics because you'll get like team canada is the all-star team right like i would i want to see mckinnon and mcdavid on the same team going for something they actually want to win right exactly yeah like that's when you why had, i like i like seeing like the olympic baseball or like the world baseball classic uh and then also like when basketball is the olympics and seeing all the usa players all together on the same team is fun to watch i mean because they're they're going for something right like right. i think back to the the 2010 olympics uh the one in vancouver that was one of the fun i thought there was the united states got the the silver medal they played team canada in the gold medal game in vancouver the olympics was in vancouver canada won it at home that roster was unbelievable we had crosby and bergeron on one team that was fun to watch you had team usa you had um Local Massachusetts kid Ryan Ryan Whitney was on the team at the time. He's since now gone into podcasting, but like you had that was oh that was a fun one. You had like Patrick Kane was on Team USA. That was fun. That was it yeah. went into like sudden death overtime. Oh my goodness! And Crosby got the the golden goal. And um, it was you know it was really fun to see Boston lose their mind when Crosby won. Oh my god! Everyone in the Boston area, dude, just absolutely hated Sidney. They think they still do. Mm. They hated Sidney Crosby. They hated the Pittsburgh teams those years. Oh my god! They were so jealous of Crosby. It was unbelievable. I was like, he's the best player in the league by far, right? He was unbelievable, and every single person in the Boston area hated Crosby. It was un unbelievable. They just were so angry. <laughs> oh my god! They were so angry because they did not have him, and they have. And uh, I'm sure if you ask them today, they're still like. Oh, I hate Crosby. Oh, they used to, the nicknames they would call him, like, buddy's going, oh my God, they hated him. I'm like, why? He's so good. Even though I he's mean, like a non-factor now, like he's still a good player, but like Pittsburgh's not like going crazy because of Crosby, you know? No, but Pittsburgh had their run, right? He got his yeah. three cups. They had their run. Um, So, I mean, he, he's always, he's still, I mean, he's still putting up great numbers, even though yeah, the team's a non-factor. I mean, but hey, you know who bought them? John Henry and the Fenway Group bought the Penguins. There you so go. that's their new toy. So like maybe they'll get a champ because like that's what John Henry does is he buys new teams. Um, they get good, they win a championship, then he gets bored and then he buys another team. So, you know, um, I honestly thought too, which is funny. Speaking of him with the Penguins switching over to soccer for a bit, um, did you see? So John Henry, the owner of the Red Sox, he owns the Red Sox, the Penguins, and Liverpool. He almost mm -hmm. bought the Commanders, but uh, I don't. I guess they gave it to I think the 76ers owner. I think 
Um, but anyway, uh, he was almost going to buy the, the commanders. But So he owns Liverpool. And everyone was saying in the Boston area that the Red Sox weren't going to spend as much money because he was spending it on Liverpool. I heard there was rumors Liverpool might get Mbappe or something like this. And out of nowhere, Liverpool it announces that Liverpool's manager Klopp's retiring or leaving the game. How sad is that if you're John Henry, right? Like, you can't let the best manager in soccer just retire or leave. Oh, my God. That's just what a bad owner. You just let the Red Sox go to just... Wow. You're not spending any money yeah. on the Red Sox. No money is spent on the Red Sox. You're not spending any money on Liverpool because you're not going to pay to keep the best manager in, in the world for soccer. And now you have the Penguins, which, you, you I don't know, you're either going to go all in for Crosby to get one cup or not, which he might not do that. And essentially, he's just collecting money at this point, which he went from maybe one of the best owners in sports a few years ago to maybe one of the worst real quick. It's funny how sports kind of, the ebbs and flows. Well, yeah, and then it, it just kind of seems like he goes and buys a team and then they maybe win one uh, early on in the ownership. Uh, and then he just ends up losing and not spending money anymore and looking at more as a money-making thing for him as opposed to like giving the teams like a legitimate chance to win mm -hmm. uh, with his wealth. So, yeah, well, the Red Sox are going to have to deal with that for a while. Uh, good luck to them because uh, I know what it's like to have money and not spend it. Hey, the Red Sox had their run though. They had a, they had a they decent did. run. I don't think the, you know, I don't know. I think you know. The, it's just sometimes it's really funny to have the Boston media just they don't know how to because they they've been on the top for so long with every sport, mm -hmm. and you know I mean they, the, the Bruins and Celtics are still doing really good, but they just don't know life without being in the Super Bowl every year, which is really funny. Um, I think that's hilarious. Just kind of just <laughs> they don't know what to do when they're not constantly winning, and uh, it's you know so well, they're we'll gonna see. get reality check pretty soon. Definitely. I mean, but I mean, you gotta think though. I mean, a lot of teams are gonna start doing the Yankees method though, because like the Steinbrenner boys haven't really since their father died. I mean, they just haven't put the money in, and they've just been using the Yankees name and. They're another team that should spend and be going for the World Series, and just they've fallen short too. Another team with high expectations. So, I guess in baseball these days, I mean, you can pretty much be in like in baseball, you get to get these owners that just don't spend, right? I think baseball is kind of a crapshoot because I think the Yankees are spending, but they're spending it so much on like the wrong people. Um, I mean, like John Carlos Stanton has a huge contract with them and like he's become a non-factor Aaron Judge is like either hitting a home run or striking out it's a flip of the coin uh there's no in between and I don't think there's really that's really a good way to play baseball like to be a good baseball player um and did you see by like the way did, on yeah. a random note of spending money did you see the Royals gave uh Bobby Witt Jr. 11 year extension I think it's 280 million really which seems kind of, I mean, I know he's a great player. It seems a little, I mean, 11 years though. I'm looking at his age. I mean, 11 years, he's 23. So that means he's going to be 34 yeah. when that's over. And it only looks like it's, I think it's 288. So, I mean, that's essentially all he's going to make. It's going to get deferred, just like Shoei Otani's contract. I mean. Bobby Vanilla Day. Hmm. That. Interesting. Aaron, I mean, you know what's going to end up happening is the Dodgers will end up trading for him or somehow buying him out. And then yeah. 
It's just the Dodgers will. I mean, because it looks like, I mean, if you look, literally look at the baseball on paper this year, the Dodgers should just, you're going from one, you know, side of the thing where the Red Sox aren't spending any money. And then you've got the Dodgers who literally just bought everybody. It's just, they don't care. They're going to sign them and they're just going to go win and likely and then worry about happen. the money later. Yeah, just exactly. They, it's all like money, like the money's all like in the back ends of these deals and they'll worry about it later. And somehow, if they don't win a World Series, you're going to talk about like a choke job at this point. That roster oh, is yeah. loaded. That roster is so loaded. It's unbelievable. I still think the National League runs through the Braves. Sorry. I don't know. But that the Dodgers team. There. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see. Um, but yeah. So um, any other closing remarks? Any things that you've watched or you find interesting? You watched any good shows or anything? Anything that's going on? Because we're getting towards that end of that football season where it's like other yeah. stuff. What's, what's going on? What have you been into? Um, well, I subscribed to Peacock um, because I got a free subscription through Xbox. Mm-hmm. And um, I watched Ted recently, the new uh, series that's based off the movie Ted by Seth MacFarlane. Um, and I I really enjoyed that. The episodes were really short. Um, they're like half an hour, maybe a little bit less. There's seven of them, and it's about um, Ted and uh, Marky Mark in high school. Not actually Marky Mark, but Marky Mark as a kid. Um, and it's really funny. And it there's a lot of 90s nostalgia uh, a lot of stuff throwbacks for that so yeah that's I, that's something i watched recently you know what i watched also on peacock i watched twisted metal the first oh, season oh yes that's highly show. recommend did you play that video game as a kid oh yeah absolutely yeah i loved it um oh god what was his the clown's name uh, me right now. With a sweet, wait, sweet tooth. Sweet tooth. Yes, sweet tooth. Yeah. Oh my god! Fantastic I, character uh, in the show, with that also just fun to play in the game too. So the show is great. I highly recommend if you're listening, watch. I haven't seen Teddy, but I, it's a twisted metal. I think, like my wife and I, got through within like a week. We got through the whole thing. Um, I thought it was awesome. Really good. Um, another show I will watch is like the Murderer at the End of the World on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um. I through like the first couple episodes, it seems pretty interesting. Um, kind of has like that serial killer vibe, and this like this girl's like a detective. It seems the episodes are long, so they're kind of hard to get through. Yeah. So you're like, man, this episode is so long. <laughs> you know, if something's over like 30 minutes, it's like, oh man, it's like you really gotta sit there and invest time into it. So but I like that one too, just going much slower. Um, but some great TV. But we're at that point, man, where it's after the Super, we're going to have a little, uh, our upcoming podcast schedule. It looks like we're going to try to record on Saturday. We're going to do a, um, like a whole, ep- like we'll do a whole episode preview, like different prop bets. Maybe we'll talk about different things. Um, we're going to go through a whole, re- a whole like Super Bowl prediction, what we think, what maybe style they'll go with, what game plan, all that. We'll make our picks and we'll do that. And then, um, then after that, on Monday, we're going to do a recap of the Super Bowl, go over everything, criticize everyone as we sit on our couch and just, yep. you know, you know, so distantly removed from the game. But we'll have our opinions here. come in and listen to our opinions on Monday after the Super Bowl. We'll do that. And then after that, we're going to take about a week off, kind of regroup, get past that, all that. And then we'll come back and it's going to be a lot of hockey, basketball and soccer for a, for a couple months until baseball gets going. So. 
you'll get two more episodes of football and then you know we might go ghost for a bit so like i said like i said follow us on x so hostility for up-to-date cannoli updates um especially in this low period there'll be a lot of cannoli updates um and also stay tuned for our super bowl preview um you know, I'm going to make sure you get all your Chiefs action and all that Taylor Swift. We're going to try to do our best we can to try to incorporate all of that. Um, as promised, like I said, I'll try to get a little Chiefs stuff because they did win the Wine Bowl. Even though I didn't go with them, we'll get some Chiefs stuff going. So so stay tuned, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Love you all. <laughs>